Welcome to the I Level podcast, our very first episode. Woo! Amari and I are here in my dining room, um, and we're just talking about the situation in Israel right now, um, and it's it's pretty devastating. I don't think there are any words, and so we just want to pray. We're going to take a few minutes and just pray um, for the situation. And I, I've had a couple of psalms on my heart. I've had uh, Psalm 80 and Psalm 83 on my heart today. And Amaria, you can share too some of the passages or thoughts that you have. Um, but I just want to open in prayer. God, we lift up the nation of Israel before you right now. We ask that you would come with speedy justice, that you would end the violence in the land right now, that you would protect the IDF soldiers, you would protect our friends in the land, you would shield and guard the children and the women and those who are being held captive by Hamas right now in the land. We ask that you would free them. I want to pray from Psalm 83. Oh my God, make Make the enemies of Israel like the whirling dust, like chaff before the wind. As fire consumes the forest, as the flame sets the mountains ablaze, so may you pursue them with your tempest and terrify them with your hurricane. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek your name, O Lord. Let them be put to shame and dismayed forever. Let them perish in disgrace, that they may know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. And God, I ask that you would meet the members of Hamas who are committing these acts of violence, that you would encounter them with your with your mercy, that they may come to know you and repent for these acts of unspeakable acts. There are no words. Yeah, God, we just thank you that our war is not against flesh and blood, but against um, principalities and powers. God, we're just asking for a mighty deliverance, God, that you would break through the darkness, shine the light of your face, deliver these ones because you delight in them. God, we're asking for these soldiers on the front lines, God, that you would bring divine protection, that you, Yahweh, are the divine warrior of old. God, remember what you have done from of old and protect these ones, these families, these children, these men on the front lines. Lord, who fearlessly have chosen to give their lives, God, we're just asking that you would, even those muddied waters, God, those ancient muddied waters, God, where um, there's been so much confusion and strife, God, we're just asking for clarity, Yes, God, that you would just, um, yeah, fill their minds with light, God, today. We ask for many salvations in the land today. We ask that you would that you would fill Jewish hearts with light, that they would encounter Jesus, the Messiah, today in the land. In your name, Lord, we pray, amen. Okay, so we just wanna share like kind of our hearts behind 
this podcast. Um, I think it was, it's something that has been on my heart to do for a while. One of the big things that's come out of IHOP in our, in our prophetic history is that there would be foreigner messengers who proclaim the word of the Lord in the hour that they live in. And I don't know. I feel like the Lord has been stirring me. I think the Lord has been stirring Amaria. And so we, we just want to kind of put a little microphone on some of the conversations that we've been having and, and just share what the Lord is showing us in the prayer room as daughters in the prayer movement. Yeah. And I think about the Isaiah 40 um, passage, the one that Sarah was quoting and about preparing the way and what that looks like and being able to, in a small way, to um, remove every obstacle. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like in prayer, I felt like the Lord said this to me, where it's like, you're coming up against these obstacles in your own life and in your prayer life. And it's like, you're ramming up against them. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we're doing this in the spirit. And so we just want to, in any way, be able to remove any obstacle you know, those arguments that we make against the Lord in our hearts, those high things in any way we can kind of Mm -hmm. like bring those down, um, just that Jesus would be seen and the message would go forth. Yeah, absolutely. So we just, we just want to invite you along on our little journey, um, as we're digging into the word of God, as we're doing the Christian life in the context of the 24 seven house of prayer that the Lord has established more than 24 years ago. Now we're, we've been in the house. I've been in the house for five years. How long have you been? I've been here. My family moved here in 2014. Yeah. So what year is it? 2023. (laughs) So I guess nine years I've been around. Yeah. Um, and I just think about, you know, when I was a kid and as a teenager growing up in the house and not, you know, really wanting to go to the prayer room, my mom forcing me to go like sleeping in the side rooms, but it was almost (laughs) like I was being saturated Mm. with like um, osmosis. Yeah. With these messages. And I didn't even know it. It was like kind of getting into my DNA. Yeah. Um, and the Lord is so sneaky. I feel like that's how he did it. He's so sneaky. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, I would say my my journey started um I think I was about 14. That's that's the the age I think I was when I first heard about the prayer movement and like sitting before the Lord in a prayer room. I think it was about 14 and I remember hearing this um best of the prayer room archive with Zach Sims and a couple of others and they were singing through Song of Solomon 2, you know, your banner over me is love. And I remember hearing it. I'd never heard anything like that before in my life. And I thought to myself, I I can't imagine. I don't know what this is, but I want to do it for the rest of my life. Like, I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. Just like coming under the word and singing the word of God with other people. It just has been the dream of my life since I was a kid. And still to this day, I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, um, just in the seasons of my life and the different things that I've wrestled with, even with the sovereignty of God, of feeling like 
no, it was the Lord's sovereign hand to bring me here. And mm. even just looking back on my story, I see how the Lord really preserved me and was jealous over me. Yeah. So I think over these last couple of years, I've had this wrestle with the sovereignty of God of like, okay, am I just here because you brought me here? Where is my choice in this? Yeah. And I've kind of come to this conclusion of like, no one's forcing me to be here. Yeah. I get to be here. And even just, you know, my mom lived overseas. And so getting to be overseas um, and coming back and kind of like clearing my head and being like, wow, I could be anywhere, you know, like he's given us a free choice. Like I could be anywhere, but that I get to choose every day. And he dignifies me by my choice that I get to be here. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's such a beautiful thing. And I just think at the end of the age, how the Lord is just going to crown us, that wisdom will be justified by our choices. And yeah. it's like the seemingly so small thing, the Mary of Bethany heart, mm -hmm. that it's like, we kind of have to re position ourselves to almost every day so we totally. don't get discouraged it's like what exactly are we doing it can feel so nebulous but of like no this extravagant you know devotion to jesus of like okay i may only have a little today but i'm gonna give everything yes i am and i'm gonna cease from the like martha busy and distracted with many things and just lock in yeah. with jesus yeah and i can't imagine um, a more wise decision in the hour that we're living in, in light of everything going on, even right now, um, in Israel, like I can't imagine doing anything else. And that's not to condemn any other, you know, life choice or career path or anything like that. It's just for me in this season, I can't imagine not being in the house of prayer, not standing and, um, singing to the Lord on behalf of his people. I can't imagine another life choice. And I love what you were saying about the Mary of Bethany, yeah. like pouring it out day yeah. after day. And I, I really do think these choices will be justified in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And something that I've been feeling recently is just really grateful for Mike Bickle, um, mm. the head of our ministry, and how... I think something that the Lord has been exposing in my heart is just my own need to go my own way and kind of like forge a path for myself and like kind of dig in the Bible and find it for myself. And I've just been feeling so grateful for the path that Mike Bickle has forged totally. and like wanting to recommit my life again, you know, of like, okay, I want to plow in this place. I want to give whatever I have. I may not have like a ton of tools. I may just have like my little shovel, you mm -hmm. know, to dig in the, in these wells, these, these places of, of prayer. But I just want to like commit my life to be all in yeah. and jump into these places where Mike Bickle has plowed and labored and mm -hmm. I want to labor too. So this next generation behind me, can run because there is a labor to it, you know, yeah. and oh yeah, there's a joy in it too. But yeah, recently I've just felt the Lord say to me, you know, like, don't forsake the labor in just wanting to run. Like, don't shirk off the duty and the responsibility of day by day showing up, laboring yeah. in prayer, because there's a whole generation behind us, you know, who are waiting on us, yeah. you know, who are going to run. You know, yeah. I think about that passage um, 
write the vision, make it plain that those who read it mm -hmm. would run. Yes. So these next ones would run with this message, you know, yes. these foreigner messengers would where we've plowed that they would just run. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I can't remember the, the passage exactly, but um, if you can't keep up with the footmen, how will you keep up with the yeah. horses? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so applicable to yeah. the next generation, but it also reminds me of something my mom always said, yeah. you know, I want my ceiling and god to be your floor yes. and i want you to build on what i've what i've you know where she's labored yeah that's what she would say to me and i think it's the same story i think we have such a a, a floor yeah in front of us to just run and yeah. like keep building keep going up those stairs yeah into the knowledge of god i just i really love the way stuart greaves puts it like into the vast blue of the not the knowledge of god yeah. like the the seas are black with depth like yeah when you're when you're over the ocean and the darker it looks the deeper it is yeah the deeper the water is and i and i just see the the road before us as like this ocean of yes. knowledge and understanding and revelation that's just like this table in front of us yes. a banqueting table um and I don't know, so much of it has been plowed already. And it's like, oh, let's take what we've been given. Yeah. What our what our fathers have um prepared for us and run as fast as we can, go as deep as we can, yeah. go as high as we can into yeah. the knowledge of God. Yeah, it's like a treasure map. It's yeah. like X marks the spot, you totally. know? It's like they've already dug and there's like here are the X's, you know? Yeah. Like dig for yourself yeah get oil for yourself but like here's a map yeah. like let me help you every generation goes a little bit deeper and yeah. a little bit higher and a little yeah. bit wider you know into the knowledge of god yeah yeah and and i just think about you know with what's happening in the world you know just being honest i it can be easy to feel heavy you know, mm -hmm. with just like the weight of how it's obvious that it's getting more dark and hearts are getting more hard and there's more variations and versions of the truth. And so it mm -hmm. can be so hard to navigate like what what's true, who's right, who's wrong. But um, I feel like it can be easy, even with what's going on in Israel, to be like, have this perspective of like, okay, I'm just going to build a bigger barn. I'm just going to take everything I have and kind of bury my hand, my head in the sand and mm -hmm. just kind of like hide out until the storm passes. Yeah. And I think that it's thinking about the next generation of like, no, like more than just like being safe and surviving. It's like, what about these ones? Like how much can I give, yeah. you know, how much can I give out so I can receive more instead of being like, I'm going to take everything I have and I've learned and kind of just put it in this big barn and whatever. Yeah. Um, but of like, how much can I give? Yeah. And I also just want to say like us doing this podcast, it's not to like make us famous or like, I, pff, that's so silly to even say, cause it's like, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen at all. But <laughs> I just want to like, I just want to highlight some of the things that the Lord is showing us right now, because I think they're important. And I think it's revelation for the body. I think the Lord gives revelation to each individual of the body to yeah. strengthen the whole corporate body. Yeah. And so yeah. I think, I think some of the things that Amaria and I have been like 
digging out. Yeah. Going on the um the roads that have been paved for us to use that analogy. Yeah. I think there's something to share. Yeah. And so I think it's important that we share it. And so I just want to invite you guys to like come on this journey with yes. us and like enter into the swirls and enter enter into the the path, like the ancient paths. And let's just go after the knowledge of God together, like yes. into the vast blue. So just want to invite you guys. We're so excited for the journey ahead. Lots of <laughs> fun ideas for episodes and friends that we want to come on the show. So, so excited. Thank you guys for listening. So we also wanted to share a little bit behind the name Eye Level. Um, I'm really excited about this name. It has a lot of meaning, I think. Um, but for me, the the name Eye Level, the phrase Eye Level came from a poem that I wrote, um, I think like a year or two ago. Oh, I didn't know you wrote it. Yeah, it okay. was a poem that I wrote. I was meditating on the cross and I had just heard this message um, where I can't remember who it was. But somebody was talking about like Jesus and um, the way his cross was positioned. I think it's really easy to imagine like the cross being super elevated and um, you kind of have to like look up to see it. But this person was saying, no, he was like the tree was actually quite small and he was actually like eye level with the people. So as he was suffering, he was eye level with all these people and um that was the way that they did cru crucifixions. And so I realized like, as I, as I like was staring at Jesus in my mind's eye, like on the cross, he's this eye level tree. And it took me back to um, Song of Solomon too. Like he is this apple tree, he's meek and humble and he's come down to suffer with us among all these giants in the land, all these um, people, other gods who would like elevate themselves, you know, all these men throughout history who would seek to elevate themselves above others and to not suffer with others. Um, and so I began to see Jesus as this, he is meek and humble, but I, I began to see him for myself as this eye level apple tree. And so I'll just read this poem really quick. Such a good poem. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> so it's called Eye Level Apple. Meet with me beneath the trees, the eye level apple between fruitless pines. Meet with me beneath his boughs, beneath the cherubim, paradise found. Meet with me the way of the wise, the eye level apple between two fruitless pines. And I think there's more to develop in that poem. Um, I think it could be longer, but that's just like the basis of my thought behind that meditation. Wow. Um, and so that's kind of where eye level comes from for me is like coming face to face with Jesus and he's so approachable. Yeah. He's so approachable. And that's um, in my meditations, in my time in the prayer room, I've come to, to discover 
that Jesus is so approachable. He makes himself like he who is like the center of the universe, this King Almighty on his throne has made himself so approachable to people like me. Yeah. Has made himself known through the person of Jesus that the Father has made himself known through the person of Jesus endued me with his own spirit like put his home his spirit in me and made a home in me yeah i i am a resting place of the almighty god yeah and so just discovering that jesus is so down to earth and approachable yeah and that he cares about the little things in my day and that he's willing to suffer with me yeah a suffering is such a um hard term to use right now because uh i'd say in the american church in the west we don't really suffer much yeah but you know it's all relative i guess but he's he suffers with me and my little my little sufferings and he actually like empowers me to suffer more like to to come and be a part of his his death and to join in his resurrection and i think that that's the invitation even right now it's like he's like okay church it's time to wake up but -hmm. it's like the question of like okay are you gonna suffer with me you Mm -hmm. know my people are hurting you know are you gonna continue to numb out and kind of live trying to escape pain and using all these things and these comforts you know as it's like escapism you know we're like whatever we're like escape artists like trying to escape pain but it's like there's this bigger invitation, you know, my people are hurting, I'm hurting, will you come and suffer with me? And I think that this poem is so profound because when we think about the cross being eye level, it's like almost you can't look away. It's like you can see the sufferings of Christ and it's ever before you. And it's like that setting the cross before us daily, dying daily and choosing to enter into the sufferings of Christ and how many times that we lord ourselves above Jesus. I think yeah. that that's something that the Lord said to me. You know, he was like, "Amaria, you know you're standing over me. You know you're looking down on me. You know you're lording yourself above me. You know, I'm meek and lowly. Come get on the floor with me. Yes. You know, come get on my level. This is my level. You know, I am the lowest one. I am the lowest one in the room." Yes. And so that positioning of yeah. like I want to be where you are, Jesus. Yeah, and I think it's I think it is the Mary of Bethany heart yeah. to say, yeah. You know, Jesus, I am not going to leave you in your hour. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to I'm like I'm yeah. we're I'm on the same page as you. Yeah. Even if other people don't understand, it doesn't matter. Yes. They're on their own journey, it doesn't it's okay. Yes. But for right now, I'm putting my own little thoughts yes. aside and I'm on the same page with you, God. Yes. You know, I will I will pour out what I have. Yes. To honor you in your moment. And it's it's the cry of Jesus in Gethsemane too, yeah. I think. Like come and be with me. Like can you tarry with me for an hour? Yeah. Can you put aside what you're going through, what you're yeah. thinking about Ooh. um how you want to be important? Yeah. You know, your need to be important and your need to be understood. Yes. Can you put it aside for an hour and just be with me? I loved a chorus I heard in the prayer room. I think it was yesterday or the day before. I think it was just Kohal. She said, um, do not be alone while yes, your heart that's is. That's what I was thinking of. Is aching, Lord. Yeah. And it's like right now we can really be with Jesus. Yeah. As his heart is aching and burning. Like, let's not let him be alone. Yeah. Let's be with him in his hour. 
again. So good. So good. We can't get away from the suffering servant. Yeah. It's eye level. He's right there. Yes. Wow. So good. Yeah. I also want to talk about, um, you know, kind of the passage that goes with this eye level podcast. And um, it makes me think of Isaiah 52, and I'll just read it for us. Um, Isaiah 52, 7 and 8. So how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Good news. <laughs> Talk about the suffering servant. Oh, boy. Naked on the cross. Oh, boy. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy. For eye to eye, they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Mm-hmm. And I think that so many times we can think about these passages in the context of like, okay, how does this relate to me? Mm-hmm. But I think that verse seven, I mean, it's about Israel, literally. I mean, it says, yeah. So these messengers of good news that this is Israel. And ultimately it's like these Israel her role is going to be the evangelist at the end of the age. And it's like, this was Israel's original role was to be the light unto the nations, Mm -hmm. you know, the joy of the whole earth. And she couldn't fulfill that. And so Jesus came as the greater Israel to be the light unto the nations. But it's like, ultimately this is about Israel and her being that messenger of good news upon the mountains, her beautiful feet. And, um, but I think we're a part of this story too. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's Romans one, one 16. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Um, but I think it goes right into the, the eye level, like the approachability of the gospel. Yeah. The question of the hour is what do you say to people who are suffering? What do you say when everything is going wrong? And it's, it's the gospel. Yeah. It's that this man, Jesus, has suffered more than any other and yeah. that he is this high priest who's gone before us and made a way to come near to the Father. And he's made a way for the restoration of the world, the Tikkun Alam. I'm probably butchering that. But <laughs> that's that's the Jewish value system yeah. is that the world is in need of restoration. And the foreigner message is Jesus is the one who's going to be the restorer of the worlds. Yes. Jesus is the one who's suffered and made a way for the restoration of the world and the ultimate return of the father to the planet. Yeah. And how sad would it be for us to miss out in our part in this, you know, as the voice of comfort, Mm -hmm. as the voice of the watchman crying to Jerusalem saying comfort, comfort. It's like, you know, this is part of our inheritance. We're his inheritance, but this is our part in this. Yeah. Yeah. So eye to eye, they see the return of the Lord to Zion. And we're waiting for that. That is that is the goal of our lives is yeah. to be, be ones who are committed to watching and waiting. We're, yeah. we're watchmen on the wall. Yeah. Uh, for the sake of Zion, Isaiah 62, but also we're on the wall proclaiming the coming of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I just want to say oh, one yeah, more thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that it's like 
we, the eye to eye, it's like us, we know without mistake, like we know that we know that we know that we've seen him and we know that we know that he's coming back. And there's going to be a day where it's like, it's going to be the same with the Jews without mistake. They will see him eye to eye. They will look upon the one that they've pierced and it will be undeniable. But it's like, we are this witness in the earth. Yeah. You know, who among us is convinced today Having not seen him, we believe yeah. that he is who he says he is. Yeah. Fully convinced. And I think God is raising up a company of people who are fully convinced, who are not ashamed of the gospel. Yeah. Not ashamed of the full um the full nature of what it means. The full nature, the holistic gospel. Yeah. That it is about Israel, that it's about the restoration of the world, that it's about Jesus, yeah. a real man who's Jewish, yeah. coming back to the earth, executing heads of state, establishing a new world order. Yeah. And fully showing humanity who we are and what we have chosen and what it takes to restore the world because of our choices. I think God is raising up a company of people who say, God, you are absolutely right and yeah. everything that you have to do everything that you have to say we're behind you and we we understand we might not understand fully but like we get it we're with you we're on your page yeah yeah and it's like the only thing that's fully gonna console his people is him coming back that that's the only that's the consolation of israel it's like there's so many things that can almost lightly comfort. I just think of that verse in Jeremiah where it's like, you know, there's almost like lightly the comforting of the false peace there's message. Temporary comforts. Yeah. But the true, the true comfort, the true consolation, you know, the healing of the wound, his people have been wounded, is him coming back. That's the only consolation. It's not yeah. the false message of peace of, okay, things are okay in the earth you know it will only be right when jesus comes back yeah. when jesus the jewish man is on the throne yeah yeah so good i can't wait for our next episode we'll we'll join join us next week for our second episode we don't know what it's going to be yet no it's, idea it's when we start talking it just <laughs> who knows where we go <laughs> <laughs> We're really excited about this, and we just want to thank you so much for, for joining us. We'll see you next Thursday. Woo! Bye.